In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And just as he was coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens torn apart and the Spirit descending like a dove on him. And a voice came from heaven, You are my Son, the Beloved. With you I am well pleased. And the Spirit immediately drove him out into the wilderness. He was in the wilderness forty days, tempted by Satan. And he was with the wild beasts. And the angels waited on him. Now after John was arrested, Jesus came to Galilee, proclaiming the good news of God and saying, The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe in the good news, the gospel of the Lord. The number 40 in the Bible, over and over. Noah and his family are in the ark for 40 days. The Israelites wandered in the desert for 40 years. Elijah fasted in the wilderness for 40 days. 40 is the Bible's way of saying a long time. But today, 40 days doesn't seem very long. It's a little over a month. It goes by in a snap. It'll be Easter before we know it. But time moves differently in the wilderness. A place that offers solitude and beauty removed from the rest of the world. A place where things are unknown and dangerous. When I lived in Montana for a year, I had the opportunity to backpack and raft through the Bob Marshall Wilderness. It was a very special trip. Most Montanans don't even have the opportunity to do this. So I had to say yes when I was invited to go, even though I was vastly underqualified. Before this trip into the Bob Marshall Wilderness, I had only been camping a couple of times, and that was the easy kind with a car. This was very different. One woman in our group had through-hiked the entire Appalachian Trail. I had just learned that bear spray was not used like bug spray. It's, it's used more like pepper spray, in case anyone out there is wondering. So our plan was to hike 20 miles over the course of three days, and then our pack mules were going to meet us, bringing our rafting supplies and food for the next three days. Once in the wilderness, we hiked all day long, carried everything we needed, set up camp each night. This wasn't a touristy place crowded with campers. This was real wilderness. We saw other small groups occasionally, but just a few times a day. After three days, we got to our meeting place, and we waited, and waited, and waited. No supplies. I was with experienced people. I had felt safe this whole trip, but this was real danger. We caught fish that night for dinner, 
but we wondered what we would eat the next day. How many granola bars did we have left? Did we have enough food to hike out? Was there a shorter way out than the way we came in? When was the last time we saw people? Was it two miles back or three? Maybe they had a satellite phone we could use. We tried coming up with a a backup plan because giving up wasn't an option. The only way out of the wilderness was through it. We were going to have to do something, and it wasn't going to be easy. We went to bed having only decided that we would take a full day to rest and wait before going anywhere. We turned in for the night, and even though we were exhausted from hiking, it was impossible to sleep, not knowing what the next few days would bring for us. And then, at three o'clock in the morning, we heard our horses, all the supplies we needed, our angels in the wilderness. We were going to be okay. In hindsight, we were only without our next supplies for a few hours. But even those few hours felt like a long time. Those few hours of uncertainty and danger were a very long time. Time moves differently in the wilderness. Forty days in the wilderness is a very long time. The first 40 days after losing someone you love. Forty days of being unemployed. Forty days without a home or without power. The first 40 days of life with a newborn in your home. Forty days of isolation. Forty days can feel like much longer than 40 days. After Jesus' baptism, but before his public ministry begins, Jesus enters into the wilderness, a time that will test him but also prepare him for what lies ahead. And while Jesus is fully divine, Jesus is also fully human. He's exhausted He's hungry. He's removed from the rest of the world. It's in these wilderness times that we're the most likely to feel temptations. When we're at our weakest and feeling cut off from others, unlike the Gospels of Matthew and Luke, which both give great detail about the temptations that Jesus faced and his response to each one, The Gospel of Mark gives us none of that. The Gospel writer only shares that Jesus was tempted by Satan, that he was with wild beasts, and that the angels waited on him. It's a scary picture, Jesus in the wilderness, isolated, surrounded by dangerous animals, and tempted over and over. But through this time, In this dark and difficult season, Jesus is never alone. The angels cared for him. I love that image of the angels caring for Jesus. Jesus 
is by himself, but he's not really alone. Even in this moment of darkness and temptation that he experiences on his own, he's never separated from God's love. Heavenly beings are caring for him and providing for him. One of the great gifts of our faith is that the good news that we are never alone, that we have a community to support us and a God who is with us at all times and in all places. Having a Savior who has journeyed in the wilderness means that our God understands how it feels to be tempted, to be hungry, to be in a dark place, God has experienced it all. Which means that in our own lives, there's no place too dangerous or too sinful or too remote for God. God is with us, even when we feel far from God. Even before the pandemic, our culture already had a problem of people feeling isolated. As connected as we are online, these online friendships can feel pretty shallow. People who are single can feel like they're living in a world made for couples and nuclear families. Older individuals, especially folks with hearing or vision loss, can feel forgotten or left out or even feel like they are a burden to others. Those who are on the margins without certain resources can feel disconnected from people and also disconnected from basic necessities. But with the pandemic, all of this has been exaggerated. Online connections now make up a greater percentage of how we maintain relationships. Individuals who live alone now do most things alone, shopping, exercise, worship. People who chose to live in group housing for the community became confined to their small rooms. Those on the margins are seen even less. People are missing their friends, feeling like they don't have a support system they need or that family lives too far away. There really is a need right now for community. The message that we are loved, that we are never alone, is needed now more than ever. It's the good news that people need to hear. I keep thinking about that image of the angels waiting on Jesus in the wilderness, taking care of him in his time of need. We can confront isolation and loneliness by being the angels, the messengers of God, caring for one another, tending to the lonely in their time of need. And I think we can all admit to feeling a little lonely these days ourselves. As Pastor Josh mentioned last week in the announcements, our theme for this year is community. This year has kept our congregation apart. Some have fallen out of the practice of coming to worship. 
We miss real coffee hour where you can meet and mingle with different groups. Fellowship that was possible in the warmer months is so hard in the winter. So in the year ahead, we want to strengthen and build relationships in our community. We want to look for ways to keep connected in deep and meaningful ways. Some of these practices are starting this season in Lent. For anyone who's picked up a Lent kit, each day we're praying for one person in our congregation, adding a link to our paper chains each time we pray. It feels good to know that in this season of wilderness, we'll be praying for one another. And even though it's not a new practice, the daily devotional with devotions written from individuals in our community is another way that we're going to stay connected while we're apart, to let the wisdom of our friends feed our spirits and fill us up. We still have some wilderness ahead of us. So we're going to need to rely on one another and the strength of our community in the months and year ahead however long it might be or however long it might feel, none of us are experienced in what it means to live through a pandemic or recover from one or rebuild after one. So we still have some wandering and learning and lots of praying to do. But we can be thankful that through it all, We know that we are not alone. God is with us and has been here before. Angels show up in the most unlikely of places, meeting us when we thought we were alone. And sometimes we even get to be those angels. Amen.